the truth we see with our own eyes, we are being told that it is wrong for some reason by the masses, not just by political heads and, and corporate motherfuckers, by your fucking brainwashed idiot fucking neighbors too. Love everybody you can to the best of your abilities, you know. Don't go all fucking like Gandhi on it though, you know. You still have to be willing to be a savage out there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What's going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday. How's it going? How's it hanging? Listen, I hope you're doing well, my friend. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you are not, hey, that's A-OK. But do yourself a favor and get your shit together, will you? We're already into April of 2023. A quarter of the year already gone. And guess what, Jack? It ain't even early April. It's already April 10th. A third of the way through April. Where's the time going? You might as well get your shit together. What the fuck else you gonna do? 2024 is gonna be here before you fucking know it. Especially with all the distractions of social media and, uh, you know, all the chaos going on in the world, we don't appreciate the moments anymore because everything goes so quick. We all have ADHD. You barely remember what you do with your day because you spend so much time scrolling on your damn phone, wasting your time. So why as well get your shit together because 2024 is going to be here just like that. Real quick, hey, before we get into the podcast, let's check in with our great sponsor, Magic Mind. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magic Mind. I'm on my second week of these little two-ounce shots of nootropics, and guys, it has absolutely been changing every aspect of my morning and throughout my entire day. What I've been doing, I drink these first thing in the morning, get a little bit of water, I take it with my vitamins, and it's like an instant boost of energy. I feel it almost immediately. It's not as jittery as coffee either. I like it. It's a much more smooth, mellow kind of boost. It seems to be lasting throughout my entire day. I feel more at peace. I feel more centered. I feel more ready to go in general throughout the day. It's not like I'm waiting around for the coffee to brew, wandering around the kitchen, wandering around the living room, trying to get my day together. I've been drinking these little shots and it's like I'm ready to go. I have a list in my head of things I need to get done, and it's been easy to keep track of, all because of these little nootropic shots. I've been a huge fan of it, and it's not like that coffee crash. You know what I mean? You get that hour and a half where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm on top of the world, and then boom, you're ready for a nap, or you're ready to uh, punt a child across the street. You know what I mean? Not with magic mind, ladies and gentlemen. This stuff has really been putting me in a good place, both mentally and uh, physically. I feel like my workouts have been getting better. And uh, just overall productivity, I'll say that. I've gotten more done in the past two weeks before noon than I probably have in the first two months of the year. And I'm not lying to you. That's, that's honest to God what has been happening. So big fan of Magic Mind. Do yourself a favor. Go to magicmind.co. Use the promo code Joe Kelly at the checkout. Get you a little bit of discount. And see if you don't change your life a little bit with these beautiful little shots of nootropics. All right? That's magicmind.co, promo code Joe Kelly at checkout. Give it a go. See what happens. I'm telling you, it's well worth it. Magicmind.co, 
check it out. Use the promo code Joe Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Get yourself a discount. And uh, real quick, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, you know, a good Irish dinner. I got some shows coming up. Uh, Listen, I was supposed to be in Austin this weekend on the 15th. I haven't officially canceled it yet, but I'm probably going to. All right. I'm sorry if uh, you were expecting me to be there, but I just uh, I'm having a real hard time justifying driving like 14 fucking hours or whatever it is to Austin to do one show. You know what I mean? I feel bad about it. I was trying to get more shit together in either Houston or Dallas, but uh, just, you know, mining for gold and coming back with just a bucket of shit. You know what I mean? Couldn't uh, really set anything up. Couldn't get a hold of bookers or other comics. So uh, that is my bad, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, not officially canceled, and I still might muster up the gusto, but I really just can't. It's tax season and everything. I'm a 1099 employee. I'm going to have to spend a good hunk of change on my taxes this year, guys. So I just don't think I can afford to uh, to you know for more more or less for a lack of a better term fucking waste time in austin for a few days so i'm sorry guys i'll try and set something up a little bit later in the year and get back out to texas and hopefully get some more shows going but i just don't think uh i just don't i don't think it'd be financially responsible for me to do at this point in time so you know fucking six years ago i'd be singing a different tune guys i really would as far as comedy goes it wouldn't have mattered i would have had one show in austin and i would have been out there sleeping in my van and all that shit but uh i just can't uh i just don't think i can swing that nowadays you know god damn being fucking 35 and trying to be responsible what the fuck Anyway, I do have other shows coming up. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, April 22nd, Third Coast Comedy Club. My good buddy Cameron Shepard, he's a young buck in the uh, Nashville comedy scene. He's got his, uh, he's running his first show there. He's going to let me do it, and he's going to let me close it out. So uh, he's a good kid. Come on out to that one. The Round Barn Theater with my good buddy Aaron Weber. It, Weber, Weber in Napanee, Indiana on April 27th. Uh, also had another show. I was going to be in Lexington on Wednesday, May 3rd. That show has been canceled. Uh, the fella running it has lost the venue. So sorry if, uh, you know, <laughs> losing a couple shows here. But I'll be in Murray, Kentucky on May 19th and then Paducah on the 20th. I'll still be in Knoxville, Tennessee on May 28th. And uh, I'll be in Nashville again on June 23rd. And then a bunch of stuff on the back end of the year. We're going to be in Boston. We're going to be in Seattle. Uh, All sorts of shit coming up. JoeKellyComedy.com. We'll keep you posted with all the dates. Some of those dates have changed as well. But just keep an eye on the website and keep listening to the podcast. And I'll keep you posted uh, as shit comes in. But again, if you're expecting to see me in Austin, I apologize. There was a few people hitting me up, and uh, they were like, oh, we're excited, and uh, may have gotten tickets already, but I just can't swing it, guys. I just fucking can't do it. You know what I mean? It's a bitch, but uh, it is what it is. I apologize for that. Anyway, motherfuckers, happy Easter. All right, Easter was yesterday. I hope you had a good one. Uh, my family's in Michigan, so I just, uh, my sister sent me some pictures of her having dinner with my mom and my grandma and my niece and my nephew, and that was pretty much how I, uh, celebrated goddamn Easter. I was in Lexington, Kentucky this past weekend already with my good buddy Aaron Weber. Uh, I had a couple people come out who are keeping an eye on me on Facebook, so thank you for coming out, especially if you're also listening to the podcast. Some really good shows. That fucking club, Comedy Off-Broadway, was absolutely fantastic, man. A real legit, like, old-school comedy club. 
like been around for a long time. The headshots are legit on the on the walls in there. They had a George Carlin headshot, and it's like I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a legit George Carlin headshot anywhere. And that was like a real one. And then like four four or five people away from Carlin was Hedberg. And uh, those are my top two of all time. So it was like, man, this is fucking just thinking about that. It's like, it, you know, this this fucking comedy thing for me has been a lot of ups and downs and, and all this and that. But uh, those two guys in particular were uh, had a big influence on me even thinking I could could possibly do this shit. So to see their headshots on the wall and then, you know, look at their fucking names on the wall in the green room too. And then be like on that stage. And it's like, this is, they were both here. You know what I mean? They were in this exact same spot. And it's like that club hasn't changed a lot uh, since they were there. Like I said, it's a very old school comedy club. If you ever get a chance, if you're ever in Lexington uh, and you want to catch a, a show, that that club is fucking awesome. But it was just, uh, I just had a moment, I guess, for myself kind of at that club where it's like, man, this is like, this is cool. This is cool. It's fucking, you know, I don't know if I ever thought I'd be in that position, but it, you know, it felt, it felt fucking great, you know? So fucking, you know, is a touching moment for me. I'll say that where it was just like, man, I can't believe I'm in, I'm on the exact same spot were two people who I have a lot of admiration and respect for and who really had a lot of influence on my life, not just through comedy, but just more so Carlin with just his philosophy on life and shit like that, like really had a huge influence on me. It was like real fucking cool to be able to be in the, to be in that position. Also, uh, where was I? I don't think I did a, wherever I was the fucking weekend before, where were we the weekend that we weren't in Lexington, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fucking Syracuse. I don't think I did a podcast after that. I think I recorded it before Syracuse was a lot of fun too. Those shows were absolutely, uh, fantastic, you know? So all in all good weekends, uh, you know, I was going to wait till tomorrow to do this podcast. I'm doing this Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, trying to make sure I'm on top of my shit for you, making sure you're going to get it bright and early Monday morning. I was going to wait because I was feeling, you know, after having the good weekend in uh, in Lexington and the shows were great and just having that moment of being like, man, I'm, I'm in the same spot where uh, some of my favorites have been. I just uh, I was, feel a little bit deflated today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying to uh, just get through it. I was going to try and have some fun and all that nonsense on the podcast, but I, you know, I was just in a bit of a funk at the moment and I'm trying to get over it because there's nothing I can do to really control it. And I'm giving my power up to other people and allowing them to put me in a funk. But uh, here's the thing. All right. A big thing in comedy is comedy festivals. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're familiar with any of this fucking the bullshit comedy festivals, but uh you know, it's a it's a big deal. It's like a badge of honor for a, a lot of people. You get accepted in the festivals. You feel like you're, you know, you're approved for something. And some of them, you know, a lot of them are just like you're just hanging out for whatever, four or five days, sometimes 10 days with a bunch of other comics doing shows and just hanging out. That's what a lot of them are. Um, but then there's other ones who are like they're like industry type festivals. So the idea is. You, you get accepted into these festivals and then you get to go perform in front of 
agents and managers and, and, you know, a bunch of fucking scumbags from television networks and all that shit. It's pretty much what it is, but you know, you get their approval and, and, uh, they might make something out of you or whatever it is, you know? And, uh, I don't really submit to too many festivals. All right. I just, I've never gotten into many. I've gotten into, uh, I've gotten into just a couple like smaller ones that were just like, okay, these are kind of cool. It's fun. They were more like, uh, hanging out with a bunch of comedians and and that's pretty much what it was. And I did do the Laughing Skull Festival in 2018, but that's because I was in Atlanta and the guy who was booking it uh took a liking to me. So he's like, "Let's see if we can't uh, maybe, you know, help you out a little bit, get you in front of some people." And it just didn't do anything for me. It, if anything, it put a sour taste in my mouth for festivals because it was like Everybody on the Laughing Skull Festival got an industry showcase. So you got to, everybody got at least one show where they got to perform in front of agents and bookers and all that shit. And my industry showcase was one of the last ones of the festival. So by the time I did it, it was like, you know, agents and managers and all those people aren't necessarily fans of stand-up comedy. It's a job for them. They're looking for people that they can put into positions where they can make money. All right. And a lot of those people go into the festival already know who they're looking for. You know, if that makes any sense, because they got a, you know, there's some other fucking talent agent in goddamn Wisconsin somewhere. And they're sending one of their comics that they represent down to Atlanta for the Laughing Skull Festival. So they call their buddy in L.A., their other booker, the other manager, the other agent who uh, who they know, who they've known for a while. And they go, hey, fucking Slappy Magoo from goddamn uh, Milwaukee is going to be in Atlanta. So make sure you check him out this weekend. All right. I think we can make something out of him. So. You know, they already know who they're there to see for the most part. Everyone's like, oh, they're discovering people. It's like they fucking know. They already got a list of people that they're there to check out. Honestly, that's what it is. So by the time I did my industry showcase or whatever, everybody who was there already saw everybody they needed to, you know. And uh, so by the time mine was going on, it's like half the fucking agents and managers were just in the back of the showroom in the green room eating sandwiches, not watching everybody, you know. And here's the thing. A lot of these festivals, people, this is inside baseball. So if you're not into this, fucking skip ahead for like 10, 15 minutes and I'll get into some other shit. Uh, You have to pay to get into these festivals. That was another big reason why I didn't, uh, I've kind of stopped submitting. It's like I'm tired of giving these fucking bum comics my money. You know, so I can get their approval so they can put me in their fucking festival when half of them are dog shit anyway, you know, just venting a little bit. (laughs) But, you know, you got to pay, you got to pay these agents and these managers and shit to show up. So that's coming out of the comics money and all that shit. But, you know, you pay fucking depending when you submit, you pay anywhere between like, let's say 40 to 60 dollars. You know, and the idea is you get to perform in front of the industry people and then they're just in the back fucking eating sandwiches with their big fat fucking faces. You know what I mean? So it just put a sour taste in my mouth. And also just the way everybody cucks it up for these people, you know, they, they're trying to give them something because ideally what what you want to give the industry people, the agents or the managers is a story. You want to tell them your story. 
You want to have material that gives them a story. You know what I mean? It's not just about jokes and going, well, who's doing well with a crowd? It's like, they've got to give them a story. That's why you got a bunch of fucking, you know what I mean? People that got fucking problems doing comedy. It's like, what's so special about this person? It's like, well, they got autism or cerebral palsy or they're a fucking midget or something like that. You know what I mean? It's not just about the fucking jokes. (laughs) So it just puts in... It's just put a bad taste in my mouth. Now, I say all that to say this, because I don't submit to many festivals. There is one that I have been submitting to still, and have been consistently for a minute, because it's one where it's like, first of all, it's free, and I do like that, and I do respect that. And uh, it's also one where it's like, this could be, I've always felt like it could kind of be my place, because I still feel like I don't really have a... uh, you know, I got some friends and, I, you know, I'm obviously working with Aaron Weber quite a bit, which is great. So maybe I didn't, don't necessarily need the festivals, but it's like, you know, a community of people, people who think like me and are kind of on the, the fringe of the world or whatever. And uh, that festival is Skank Fest. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Legion of Skanks, uh, Dave Smith, Louis J. Gomez, Big J. Okerson. It's Louis J. Gomez's festival for the most part, but it's called Skank Fest. So it's always like, you know, these fucking like kind of kind of blue humor, dirty comedy, you know, a bunch of fucking lunatics who, uh, you know, do stand up. So it's like Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, uh, Ari Shafir, Big J, all the skanks and stuff like that. Um, Bobby Kelly. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, you know, a bunch of like people who aren't, you don't, you don't see them on fucking like, you know, tonight shows and, and fucking, you know, guest hosting goddamn, uh, the daily show and shit like that. You know, people are kind of on the skids or whatever. And, uh, for whatever reason, I just don't get accepted to that fucking festival. And I feel like it's the one that I would do really well at. I feel like I'd do fine just doing stand up on any festival. But that one is like, man, I just think I feel like I would fit in here. Like, I feel like I would kind of find my people. But for whatever reason, I don't get in. And this year, especially because I was kind of counting on it, just because somebody who is involved with the, the, the booking of the festival, who I know from Atlanta, she doesn't live there anymore. But she reached out to me because I wasn't going to submit because I honestly don't care about other people's approval to tell me whether or not I'm funny anymore. I really don't, especially other comics. I just don't give a shit about their opinions anymore. Because that was such a struggle starting, is trying to get into these festivals and then not getting accepted. And then you see who gets accepted, and it's like, these people are fucking dog shit, man. That's the thing. If you look at a lot of these festival lineups, especially these bigger ones, you know, and you look at the smaller names on it, like the more local people who aren't necessarily headlining comics, who aren't making money, dude... 75 to 80% of them are fucking dog shit fucking comics. They're fucking dog shit. They just run a show somewhere and they book somebody. So now they're in the festival or whatever. So it's I got over the kind of the money grab that the comedy festivals are. And I just got tired of I just saw what it was. And it's like, these people suck. I've done shows with a lot of these people. They fucking bomb everywhere they go. But for some reason, they're on every fucking festival in the country. You know? And I feel like I do pretty well most places. I've been working. But for some reason, I just can't get in these fucking festivals, dog. But somebody who's involved with the booking hit me up. 
and uh, told me I should submit. So then I did, and I still didn't get the fuck in, you know. And that news came today on the drive back from Lexington. So it's just kind of a bummer, you know, for whatever reason. I just can't, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know the right people or, or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, you know, most of these people on the festivals that aren't, again, the headliners or shit like that aren't fucking in Syracuse two weekends ago and then aren't in Lexington this past weekend. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal, I suppose. I suppose my path is different and I shouldn't be worried about it, but uh, I can't act like it isn't a bummer because for some reason I was just over submitting and then somebody reached out to me and I was like, okay, maybe this is my year to get into that and fucking, you know, be able to do my own thing out there and not have to, you know, work clean or whatever it is. I can go be a fucking lunatic for a weekend and meet some other lunatics and then, you know, maybe something will happen with that. But it is what it is. It just kind of put a fucking, just a sour taste in my mouth, kind of burst my bubble today, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, it's not, I get maybe it's not my festival to have. And, uh, you know, I think I'll go back to my approach of not submitting to festivals. I'll go when they invite me and they want to pay me. And that's going to be the way I do it. Or if they don't pay me, maybe they just want to invite me. But I'm not going to submit to it anymore because I just don't want to deal with the fucking, the bullshit. You know what I mean? And go, oh, I'm not good enough for this festival. But it's like, well, look who's on it. No, half these people aren't that fucking good anyway. So it is what it is. I'm trying not to be mad. And I'm trying not to focus on... Uh, you know, congratulations to everybody else who got into it. I hope big things come uh, to you from it. I hope uh, all your wildest hopes and dreams come true from uh, getting on a festival. But but it just bummed me out. That's all, ladies and gentlemen. So I was trying uh, trying not to be too much of a bummer today. And I was going to put off the podcast till tomorrow. But it's like, nah, you got to get it done. You got to lock it in. And also, it's not to, it's not it's not mine to have. That's all. And it's okay. Maybe one day it will be, but I, you know, you can't covet thy neighbor's goods. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm out here working the road, headlining my own shit, the smaller stuff. You know what it is when I'm not working with Aaron, I'm still doing my own shit in between. So, you know, I got a bunch of dates coming up. I got dates on the back end of the year. So it's like, what am I really fucking worried about? You know, I'm just looking for the approval of some people I don't respect anyway. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Get over yourself. But I'll be goddamned if I wasn't bummed out for a little bit. And uh, hopefully by tomorrow morning, I won't be bummed out anymore. But I still am a little bit, you know. Maybe you can hear a bit of bitterness in my voice. But it's just like, goddamn, man. I uh, I don't know. I don't think, uh, just not to, just not recognized in any way, shape, or form by the industry. So I'll keep doing my own shit. I'll keep being mouthy on this podcast. I'll keep doing my own shit over on Facebook, on YouTube. We'll do it together, people. Fuck all these industry fucking nonsense motherfuckers, sandwich-eating motherfuckers. Like, don't pay attention to nothing anyway. Wasn't no funny if it kicked them in the nuts. You know? They're looking for the story. And it's like, I got a story. Just, you know, it maybe just ain't for you. It might not be marketable. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway that's all just wanted to vent to you for a little bit here at the beginning of the podcast ladies and gentlemen hope oh, ladies and gentlemen put the s on it like a fucking idiot hopefully i didn't bum you out too much but you know 
It's, uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to, you've gone after something or wanted something in life and then you see somebody else get it and it's like, it's hard not to be a little bit upset or feel like, you know, be slightly bitter, but I think it's just best for, for everybody, for you, if you've ever felt that way and for myself, you know, to understand that maybe that's not part of my path. Maybe that's not part of my journey. You know what I mean? And it's just got to be more motivation because when I'm sho- I'm going to shove it up everybody's fucking ass. I'm telling you. And that's the thing where it's like, oh, we'd like to have you at the festival. It's like, well, now you got to pay me, dog. Now you got to pay me to come to your fucking festival because I've been submitted. I've been doing this shit for 10 years. I submitted to every goddamn big festival there is. And uh, not lately, just because I'm over the shit. But I've done it in the past. And then I see who gets on. And it's like, these people are fucking bums, dog. They're fucking bums. So it is what it is. Maybe I'm a bum too, you know. But I'm, it's just oh, pissing me off. Making me motivated. I'm going to shove it up everybody's fucking ass. You can't wait to do it. <laughs> but it's getting to a little, uh, I don't know how fun this is going to be or how interesting, but I, um, it's just, what a crazy world we're living in right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're clearly on the brink of World War III, and for some reason, no one wants to acknowledge it. I believe today China has surrounded Taiwan with a bunch of battleships, uh, Ukraine has officially joined NATO, which, you know, we knew, we knew, we knew on the podcast, we knew since day one that the Ukraine thing against Russia was nothing more than NATO versus Russia. We knew that from the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, and now they've come out in the open and said it. And then Trump tweeted out something or not Twitter or whatever the fuck platform he's on. He's he tweeted out today, World War Three. And then everybody's on Twitter going, I can't believe a former president would incite this kind of nonsense. And it's like, bro, it's happening right in the fuck in front of you. And for some reason, we keep ignoring it. We're living in an Orwellian world. And it is very, very strange that people want to. They want to tell you what you see is not happening. That is absolutely insane. Do you understand that? Do you understand how this, there's some weird fucking mind control shit going on? You know what I mean? But for some reason, we can't acknowledge it. We can't acknowledge that, that the truth we see with our own eyes, we are being told that it is wrong for some reason by the masses, not just by political heads and, and corporate motherfuckers, by your fucking brainwashed idiot fucking neighbors too. Who go, dude, you, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You're not seeing it. Like, that's not right. So I just wanted to share a couple of terms with you because I've read 1984. All right. If you haven't read it, I suggest you do. Okay. People will go, oh, you fucking, what are you fucking idiot reading 1984, bro? Uh, it's not happening at all. It's a hundred percent happening right in front of you and they don't want you to acknowledge it. So there's a, there's a term in, uh, in 1984 by George Orwell called doublespeak. All right. Now, I'm not necessarily going to give you examples of what this term is. I'm just going to tell you what doublespeak is. And you let me know whether or not this shit is happening in front of you or not. Because people will make you think you're fucking crazy for bringing it up. So doublespeak 
is a language that deliberately obscures, disguises, distorts, or reverses the meanings of the meaning of words. Doublespeak may take the form of euphemisms, downsizing for layoffs, and servicing the target for for bombing. Those are examples. So instead of laying off people, you're downsizing. Instead of bombing, you're servicing the target. In which case, it is primarily meant to make the truth sound more palatable. It may also refer to intentionally ambiguity in language or to actual inversions of meaning. In such cases, doublespeak disguises the nature of the truth. Okay? It's fuck. Okay. Let me, I'm going to keep reading here a little bit. Uh, I should have fucking done a little bit more research on this. <laughs> I should have just had it planned out a little bit. But basically, you know what I'm saying? Disguises the nature of truth. It's, uh, okay. Let me see if I can. I've, I had this fucking figured out earlier, but now I can't find exactly what I was looking for. The term doublespeak derives from two concepts in George Orwell's novel, 1984. Doublethink and newspeak, though the term is not used in the book. Another variant, double talk, also referring to deliberately ambiguous speech, did exist at the time Orwell wrote his book, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me see if I can find this shit. God damn it. Now I just kind of feel like an idiot for even bringing it up. But the point is, things happen and people go, no, it didn't happen. And it's just like, what the fuck? Okay, let's go to doublethink. Maybe that'll be easier. Doublethink is a process of indoctrination in which subjects are expected to simultaneously accept two conflicting beliefs as truth, often at odds with their own memory or sense of reality. I guess doublethink is more what I was talking about. Doublethink is related to, but differs from, hypocrisy. Uh, George Orwell coined the phrase, blah, blah, blah. Uh, In the novel, its origins within the citizenry is unclear, while it could be partly a product of Big Brother's formal brainwashing programs. The novel explicitly shows people learning doublethink and newspeak due to peer pressure and a desire to fit in or gain status. Okay, so I was thinking more of doublethink than doublespeak. Let me read that again. Doublethink and newspeak. Uh, Okay. The novel explicitly shows people learning doublethink and newspeak due to peer pressure and a desire to fit in or gain status within the party to be seen as a loyal party member. Now, do you think that might be happening in today's world at all? Do you think it might be happening more than it's ever happened before, at least in America? Do you think that's possible? Do you think everybody's fucking out of their mind and completely brainwashed? In the novel, for someone to even recognize, let alone mention, any contradiction within the context of the party, the party line akin to blasphemy and could subject that person to disciplinary action and the instant social disapproval of fellow party members. Like many aspects of the dystopian societies reflected in Orwell's writings, Orwell considered doublethink to be a feature of Soviet-style totalitarianism. So, don't know if that's going on, right? Don't know if that's going on at all, but it very well could be. There's another one I wanted to talk about. Um, But, you know, it just seems like everyone's losing their fucking mind. You know what I mean? And it just seems absolutely insane. 
Orwell explains that the party could not protect its near-absolute power without degrading its people with constant propaganda. Yet, knowledge of this brutal deception, even within the inner party itself, could lead to the implosion of the state. Although 1984 is most famous for the party's pervasive surveillance of everyday life, this control means that the population of Oceania, uh, that's the, the fucking, the world that they live in, in 1984, all of it, and including the ruling elite, but in practice, largely including the, oh, I'm fucking reading that for nonsense, could be controlled and manipulated merely through the illiter- the alteration of everyday thought and language. Newspeak is the method of controlling thought through language. Doublethink is the method of directly controlling thought. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you think is going on, people? You, they're telling you not to believe what is going, what you see with your own eyes. They're making what you see is truth seem like a lie. And they're not even doing a good job of it. Everyone just tells you what is happening is not happening. And you're crazy if you think that it is happening. Here's another fucking Orwell thing I just wanted to bring up and then we'll move on to some bullshit. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what bullshit, but uh, give me a second here. There's this, uh, there's a thing in 1984 again, it's called two plus two equals five. And, uh, we all know two plus two equals four, correct? <laughs> but here's the, I just wanted to read this real quick cause it's absolutely insane because, um, here we go. Two plus two equals five. Two plus two equals five is a mathematically incorrect phrase used in the 1984 dystopian novel 1984. It appears as a possible statement of whatever this socialism group philosophy, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me see if I can figure out what this actually is. Basically, people are walking around saying two plus two equals five, right? Now, we all know know that to be wrong, but in today's world where everybody can make up their own truth, I've seen so many videos of people saying, it's mostly women, <laughs> being honest, being fucking honest, saying, if I want two plus two to equal five, it will equal five. It just, I don't know, guys. It's just like, what the fuck is this world coming to where you, you can you can believe your own eyes, you know, but there people are telling you that you're wrong. When you know, when you see what it is, when you see what the fuck is going on, when you see a dude in a dress punching a woman in the face, and then the dude in the dress is being praised as being the brave one, you got to stop for a second and go, what the fuck is actually going on in this world right now? What are they trying to do to us? Because this is some mass psychological warfare. Meanwhile, that shit's happening. But again, no one's. Then, then they got China surrounding Taiwan, which is not good. It's not good. Ukraine joins NATO. Fucking Putin said if Ukraine joins NATO, that's the beginning of World War III. Before it happened, Biden said if we send tanks to Ukraine, that's the beginning of World War III. All of those fucking things have happened. And then when you talk about the potential for World War III happening, people go, no, you're a lunatic, you're a bad person. You know what I mean? 
And I'm not a, I don't fucking vote. I don't care. You know what I mean? But the big Trump dog comes out and he goes, hey, World War III coming. And everyone goes, wow, this guy is a racist, transphobic piece of shit who is completely wrong. Meanwhile, it's 100% happening. It's completely happening. Make sure your shit's in order, people. Because goddamn, what the fuck is this world coming to? It's all some mass hypnosis, hypnosis, psychological fucking weird MK Ultra experiment that's going on right now. You know, it's fucking insanity. Thank God none of it's real. Thank God it's just all an illusion and a simulation anyway, right? Thank God we don't have to exist in this world of chaos forever. And uh, hopefully I'll be pulling myself out of it tomorrow. I just won't be paying attention to it. But I just got caught up in it today where it was like, man, you can't even say what is happening without people telling you that you're wrong or you're somehow a hateful person or you're an idiot. And it's like, what, how fucking, what kind, what fucking brainwashed people are running around, dude? I, Anytime I think about my niece and nephew, it's like, God damn, man, you guys are going to have to wade through fucking shoulder deep shit your whole fucking life to find any sense of truth, you know? And the truth's not that hard to find. It's in your heart anyway, but that no one's going to let you know that. And then when you do find it in your heart and you try and share it with people, Fuck, man. They're going to tell you you're wrong. And they're going to try and beat you down. So you fucking, you know, march with their group instead or whatever it is. God damn, people. What the fuck is going on, you know? And then I keep feeling, I feel sort of bad sometimes. Or it's like even before I started the podcast. Because it's like, you know, all I'm doing is distracting myself with, oh, I didn't get in a comedy festival or, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I get on stage and then I'm just distracting everybody else from it with the fucking just mindless, meaningless jokes anyway. I'm part of the circus that is distracting everybody from the truth that is going on. But, you know, there are some moments in my comedy where I'm hopefully injecting some kind of truth and masking it as jokes, and hopefully getting through to people in some way, shape, or form, but, you know, I'm no different or better than the fucking circus that's going on that's just distracting everybody from it. I'm trying to benefit from it, too, for my own personal gain in some way. You know what I mean? That's all stand-up is. It's just a fucking circus act. That's all any form of entertainment is. We're just circus freaks, just distracting you guys from what's really happening, you know? That's what it is at the end of the day. It's not, uh, you know, everyone wants to consider it some fucking, you know, some elevated art form, but it's just fucking farts coming out of your mouth. That's all it is. And then people laughing, you know. There is a, you know, there's a, um, I guess there's an art to it. There's a craft to it, you know, constructing a joke and, uh making people laugh when, you know, you want them to and shit like that. There's definitely a, a an equation to all that, but, you know, how, how different is that really than fucking, you know, brainwashing people? 
more or less. You know what I'm saying? Getting people to do what you want them to when you want them to do it. But, you know, I'm not trying to fucking destroy people's lives from it. I do know that. But I just keep going back and forth between, you know, I'm really enjoying doing comedy and shit. But it's like sometimes I feel like, man, I'm just fucking, I'm just a circus freak distracting people from the uh, the harshness of reality, you know, especially especially now because it's coming, people. And I swear to God, it's coming. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fucking pretty the next few years. It's going to be hard. You know, we think t- things are tough now. Just wait a few years when that dollar starts going down. <sighs> they try and switch that over to uh, make the dollar a cryptocurrency. That's something I've been hearing about and reading about because the dollar isn't backed by anything. I don't know if you guys know this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you all do. You all seem like pretty um, semi-intelligent people, but the dollar used to be backed by gold, I think, until the 70s. Maybe it was the 60s, something like that. I think it was Nixon, if I'm not mistaken, that took us off the gold standard. So when, you know... When all these fucking bankers and all these elite people talk about cryptocurrency and and its volatility and it's not backed by anything, it's like neither is the dollar, man. And cash is hard to find nowadays, you know. There's chain shortages at gas stations left and right. So I've just read a few articles about how, I mean, how much cash do you have? Everything's a card anyway, right? debit card, credit card. So it's really all dollars are all existing in the crypto universe anyway. They're in the same fucking universe as Bitcoin and and uh what's the other big one? Not Doge, but the other Ethereum. That's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty big one too. But the dollars existing in the same world as those now, you know? Sure you get a piece of paper here and there with old dead guy on it, but when you want to buy your drugs, of course. But for the most part, it's all existing and it's all just fucking ones and zeros in some banking systems computer anyway. So, you know, the transition from making the dollar from an actual uh, physical thing into a cryptocurrency isn't going to take much. So I've just heard that I've been reading some things that the dollar is most likely going to be turned into a cryptocurrency, you know, and uh, it seems like it's a very, it seems like it's super, it'll be super easy to do, you know. And then what? And then what happens then? You know? Who knows? Who fucking knows? It's like you got the new TikTok bill that really has nothing to do with banning TikTok. It just has to do with uh, what people call it, the the Patriot Act Part 2, the digital, pretty much the digital Patriot Act, where it's just everything you do is going to be tracked 100%. And then when you don't have, when when the dollar is cryptocurrency, you know, they're going to know when you're buying your drugs and shit like that. Fortunately, they won't care as long as you're not rocking the boat too much. But man, oh man, we got an interesting few years coming ahead, people. And I'm just happy none of it's really going to matter in the end. It's an interesting show right now. It certainly is a very interesting show to be a part of, but damn, dude. The dollar's backed by nothing but faith and belief. That's all it is right now. There's nothing. It holds no intrinsic value, I believe would be the the word for it. There's nothing. You don't 
get anything from a dollar. You get goods and services, but you don't get anything. It's You don't get anything valuable from it. You can't exchange it for something that means, that holds any real valuable worth, you know, unless you got a bunch of it, and then you might be able to go buy some gold. But who's got like a gold fucking block just sitting around, you know? I don't. Should. I should have. Should have been buying gold and silver years ago, because at least that means something. But the dollar, you know, if you got a million of them, and fucking they're going to flip that switch tomorrow, and it's going to be worth five. You know what I mean? Inflation, baby. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going on. This has been a bit of a a weird bummer of a podcast, but just, guys, I don't, you know. And again, I feel bad for just fucking distracting myself with the nonsense. I didn't get into comedy festival. Boo fucking who. The world's falling apart, you know. (laughs) Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's not falling apart. It's just coming together in a different way that that doesn't look like it's going to benefit us people on the bottom of the food chain. You know what I mean? Because that's most of us now. I'm sure anybody listening to this podcast isn't a fucking multi-billionaire with all their, you know, (laughs) all their fucking investments and owning property on different coasts and shit like that, you know? So, uh, you know, read 1984 if you ever get a chance, dude. It's a fucking blueprint for the world that's happening today. And uh, people will tell you you're stupid and you're crazy, but fuck them. You know, they're fucking idiots just distracting themselves from the inevitable demise of the human civilization, you know, because it's all been run by interdimensional demons who, uh, you know, live off the souls of babies. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. These people are demons in human suits, interdimensional demons putting on human masks and telling you what to do and telling you what you see isn't true. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, people. (laughs) Oh, fuck. This was something, huh? I don't know. I don't know if we got anything out of this one today. Let's get you the fucking animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, people. That was a lot of rambling to get to nothing. The point is you're being uh, you're being told that you're uh, what you feel is true. What you know to be true is not true. And I think it's just a bunch of bullshit. And they're trying to control you and beat you down. But stay strong. Stay strong, people. Stay strong in your mind and in your heart. You know what's true. You know, you know, you fucking know. Don't let them fucking fool you so you can be part of their fucking clique, you know, so you can be approved by the industry. You can fucking sacrifice your soul in hopes of getting something back. And then you'll just be empty on the inside anyway. Because you got no truth. Because you sold it all to be a part of some group you never wanted to be a part of anyway. So, you know what's true. You know what's true. And let's be honest, we might not have the same thing that's true to us. But it's all love. It's all love anyway, right? At the end of the day... It's all love and positivity. That's what the truth is. So, you know, love everybody you can to the best of your abilities, you know. Don't go all fucking like Gandhi on it, though, you know. You still have to be willing to be a savage out there. Love and respect people who deserve it, you know. But don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be a fool. Don't be, uh, you know, don't be gullible. 
That's something too. Love everybody, but be, you got to be a fucking warrior out there too. Know when someone's bullshitting you. And when they are fucking, don't take no shit from nobody, dog. You know, it's like love everybody. It's like something, you know, nonviolent. It's like the world, the world was carved with violence, dog. So anybody who's telling you not to be violent all the time, they're just trying to make you a submissive little bitch. And understand that you can't you can't go through life that way. You know, you can, but that's when Genghis Khan fucking comes into your your fucking village, fucks your wife in front of you, and then cuts your head off and then throws your son down a well. All because you wanted to love everybody and be, you know what I mean? Be a submissive little fuck. This world was made by savages, dog. So remember that. Keep that in mind when you're out there in the world. That, you know, you got a beast with inside it. You got a beast within you. We all do. We all do. We're all animals at the end of the day. There's a beast, a fucking bloodthirsty beast that's living inside of every single one of us. Um, fortunately, most of us have ability to control that fucking beast, you know. But don't forget it's there. Don't forget it's fucking there because you might need it one day. You know what I mean? Fucking nonviolence is the only way. Bullshit, dude. Bullshit. Tell that to every person who's ever existed on this planet that violence is not the that not the answer. You know, when you got fucking uh, Mongolians invading your fucking village, and some fucking Buddhist monks going, you know what? Let's just sit here and just let them do it. <laughs> The modern world, our society was carved fucking by goddamn violence, okay? So just keeping it. I'm not telling you to go out and fucking be violent, but, you know. Anyone who's trying to make you a passive person and submissive is not looking out for your best interest. Understand that, you know. And maybe it's not even a physical thing, but you fucking mind, you know what I mean? Stand up for yourself. Tell people, you know, the truth. Or just don't fucking let them break it, at the very least. Anyway, let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, because I'm not too sure what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> How would you guys feel about me bringing weed back into the podcast, huh? I, I don't know. <laughs> Go to the podcast last year when I was buying like two ounces every month and just see how different they are compared to these past Fuck it, this pad, the 2023 podcast where I haven't been smoking weed that much, dude, is, <laughs> I'm sure it's night and day. I was talking about, what was I talking about last year? Sucking dicks in the woods a whole lot, and now I'm talking about sometimes you gotta be violent, bro. It's good, though. It's good. The weed was making me a little bit passive, so I'm happy to be taking some breaks, you know? You gotta take a break from the things you love here and there. Just to see who you really are. And apparently I'm a fucking lunatic. Anyway. <laughs> get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, people. Anyway, this one uh, is pretty gnarly, dude. It's pretty fucking... It's just like... Alligators are cool anyway just because they're... You know, they've been around for so long. You know, you don't think they've fucking had to deal with violence every fucking day to stay where they are, you know? Fucking go tell an alligator to be passive and submissive and to not be violent. They'd be dead. They wouldn't be here anymore. They'd be with the dodo. 
What was the problem with the dodo? The dodo was a bitch. He's letting everybody fuck his wife in front of him, and now he's dead. Those alligators, they said, no, you're coming for me. You're coming for my land. I'll fucking rip your arm off and death roll your fucking neck into the goddamn creek. You know? You guys know what I'm saying. But this one's like, it's this guy in Louisiana, and it's in the bayou, you know? And he's got like some, it's almost like a till or something like that for for the fucking swamp or, or whatever. It's a big piece of fucking farm equipment, a big barrel fucking thing spinning a lot. Like, I guess tilling. It looks like it's tilling the fucking swamp or whatever. And uh, just out of nowhere, dude, this giant fucking alligator just fucking latches onto that goddamn till. And it's fucking insane. Because the farm equipment is at least four or five times the size of the fucking alligator. But the alligator don't give a fuck. And it just bites onto this fucking thing that's spinning. So then the dude driving it has to stop and shift it in reverse to try and get it out of the alligator's mouth. And the alligator doesn't let go. You know what I mean? So the guy starts spinning it backwards. The alligator's latched onto that thing. And it just fucking lifts the alligator up until it's like a full... 90 degree vertical fucking angle and then it lets go it's just it's it's one of the most insane videos i've ever seen not it's just the fact that the alligator attacked this thing that was that it had no business this big giant fucking metal machine from the future you know what i mean this is an ancient dinosaur living in the swamp and it's like here comes this big fucking noisy gas-powered metal fucking thing that's destroying the land, you know what I mean? And this alligator's like, fuck that, dude. Or it's probably, I guess they don't think too much anyway, right? They got the small brain or whatever. But it operates on instinct, and it's like, I'm going to see if I can eat this fucking thing, or at least kill it. (laughs) It's like, it's so fucking cool. Like, just like that alligator has no... He has no concept. It's either fight or flight. And he's like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and fuck this thing up. That's what I'm going to do today. This thing is fucking massive. And I'm still going to stand my fucking ground and not be a weak little bitch. I'm going to go for it. And, uh, you know, he just lets go. And I guess he goes on his way. And I'm sure the guy just keeps farming or whatever. But it is just such a such a cool, such a cool video. I think anyway, I thought it was pretty fucking gnarly just to, just to see an alligator stand its ground like that against something that realistically, if that was another animal that had that kind of force in like, it had a till for teeth, you know what I mean? It would fuck that alligator up. If that was another alligator that was that size, it would have fucking destroyed the other alligator. But the one didn't give a fuck. He went out. He was like, I'm going to fucking fight this thing off and I'm going to kill it or I'm going to fucking die. I love that. I love that mentality or that lack of mentality. You know, everybody wants to, you know, make fucking uh, savages and warriors seem like idiots or whatever. He gave all these fucking nerds power and they're trying to project their nerddom on everybody so they can maintain their power. Because at the end of the day, they know if fucking uh they know if a bunch of Joe Rogan showed up at Bill Gates' house, he'd have no fucking chance. You know what I mean? 
That's why he wants to keep everybody sterile and depopulate the earth and keep everybody vaccinated and stupid because he's a weak little bitch. That's his fucking problem. We let all these fucking nerds every... That's so you look at these fucking politicians and all these people in power. Look at them. Take a good hard look at them. They're all fucking fat or fucking, uh, you know, fucking five foot two. They're all weak people. They're all weak people physically and mentally. And they don't want to let you know it. They want to make you feel like you're stupid because if you realize that, you know, you're stronger than they are and you're actually smarter than they are, they're fucked because they're just a bunch of nerds trying to trick you. They're not fucking good and fucking admirable people. You know what I mean? They're fucking gladiators. They're fucking warriors that you should be looking up to. They're fucking weak, fucking spirited people who want to keep you fucking held back. That's all it is. So be the alligator. You know what I mean? Go out on your shield. It don't matter. Go out on your fucking shield, people. What else are we going to fucking do? Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Do me a favor. Go over to magicmind.co. Just check it out, man. I'm telling you, these little shots have done uh, great things for me. And uh, if you want to give them a go, if you want to see if your mornings aren't a little bit better, if uh, you aren't... <laughs> I was gonna say if you aren't more at peace. <laughs> not that this good pod, not that this podcast has been a good representation of being at peace. But listen, I drank it fucking twelve hours ago. It might have worn off by now. <laughs> but anyway, just give it a go, man. I think they got like a fifteen pack and a thirty pack or something like that. And then if you want to do a subscription to it. And just uh, get them every month or something like that. You can do that too. But use the promo code Joe Kelly at checkout. J-O-E-K-E-L-L-E-Y. You get up to like 52% off or some shit like that. It depends on what you order. But uh, I'm going to be using that promo code here at the end of the week. I'm going to get myself a new little fucking shipment of these things. Because I have definitely been enjoying them. And uh, see if you don't like them too, man. I'm telling you. Put your mind in a better place. Little vitamins for your mind. Make your body feel good. Your mind feel good. All that good shit. Once again, magicmind.co slash Joe Kelly. And then use the promo code Joe Kelly at the checkout. You know what I mean? Uh, Also, some shows coming up. We'll get these out of the way real quick again. Sorry about Austin this weekend. I just can't swing it, guys. It's fuck. It'll be completely irresponsible for me to do. To drive fucking 14 hours for one show and get $25 and you know, taxes and all that shit. But anyway, Third Coast Comedy Club in Nashville. I'll be there April 22nd. The Round Barn Theater with Aaron Weber in Napanee, Indiana on April 27th. Also got the Big Apple Cafe in Murray, Kentucky, May 19th. The Holiday Inn Riverfront in Paducah, Kentucky on the 20th. Ale Ray's Gastro Pub in Knoxville. Excuse me, May 28th. My good buddy... uh, Monty Mitchell will be coming out there with me. JoeKellyComedy.com will have all your upcoming dates, my friend. Real quick, before we get out of here, why don't you do me a favor, all right? Take care of yourself and take care of somebody else, okay? I'll catch you around real fucking soon. Later.